Hey everyone, Eric Watson here. What follows is the recorded audio of a live-streamed actual play session of Dungeons & Dragons using Roll20 and Discord. Our sessions are streamed live on my YouTube channel every week at youtube.com slash c slash roguewatson or just search roguewatson on YouTube. This actual play series is not originally intended for an audio-only format, but has been converted to a podcast for your convenience. The channel and by extension this podcast are supported by Patreon. If you would like to support my work, you can do so at patreon.com slash roguewatson. Now, enjoy the show. Should we not have this conversation anymore? <laughs> we can definitely have this conversation. <laughs> Once you start streaming. All right, the stream is on. Here we go. Watson here, freelance writer, player of games, writer of words, recorder of videos, and tabletop role-playing aficionado. Welcome to our weekly live-streamed Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition online role-playing adventures. I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful friends, Chris, playing Valravan, the Eldrin, the Aladdin... <laughs> I fucked up your phrase that time. <laughs> Aladdin something, I don't know. The whole thing with words you can't pronounce. <laughs> Why are you such a complicated character? Aladdin Bard. In, in, in a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some Aladdin Brad, I think, is his. <laughs> That's my class. Yep. Heather playing Frey, the halfling barbarian. Hello. Rochelle playing Celeste, the half-orc monk. Hello. Raymond, hopefully joining us soon, playing Edmund, the human artificer, and Reese playing Thimbleweed, the gnome ranger. Ooh. We stream our sessions live on YouTube every Friday evening. You can watch all of our D&D live series as well as reviews and Let's Plays on my YouTube channel. Read weekly session recaps at RogueWatson.com and watch my behind-the-scenes, no-players-allowed live series, Crafting Icewind Dale, every Thursday. Head on over to our post, our live post-session discussion, Frostside Chat, after our show tonight. You can follow me on Twitter at RogueWatson and join our official Discord server with invite link in the description below. If you would like to support the channel, please check out Patreon.com slash RogueWatson. For our campaign, we use Roll20.net. For video chat, we use Discord. And for streaming, I use Open Broadcaster software with Streamlabs. Music is by Kevin McLeod. And our amazing original character art is by Jimmy McClure. Previously on Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, thanks to a potion of animal friendship and an alchemy jug of honey, Edmund was able to subdue the polar bears harnessed to the goblin wagon. The party attached the sled of ingots and traveled in style to Bryn Shander, rolling up to the gates in the intimidating wagon pulled by bears and blasting friendly music. The guards weren't happy with the situation, but Sheriff Southwell was pragmatic. He wasn't about to turn away potential aid. Edmund agreed to let the bears go, and the party was invited inside of the largest town in Icewind Dale. They were taken straight to the council hall, where they were introduced to several town speakers attending a council meeting. Speaker Wayleth, the superstitious leader of East Haven. The shady speaker Maxildenar of Targos. The young and earnest speaker of Tourmaline, Speaker Maschew, the elderly senile speaker Shalescar of Bremen, and Speaker Shane, leader of Bryn Shander, attempting to mediate the council meeting. 
Icewindale was in trouble. The region was beginning to suffer from the never-ending winter and darkness. Lakes freezing, herds moving, and monsters becoming more aggressive. They wanted to hire these new adventurers as official Ten Towns Marshals. After a lengthy interview process where the speakers and party members conversed with one another, the party grudgingly accepted the gig. They were awarded badges and learned of several quests and leads they could explore. Kobolds in a gem mine near Tourmaline, missing mead shipment from Goodmead, a previous adventuring party last seen in Targos, and several missing speakers from the smaller, more isolated towns, such as the retired adventurer Trovis in Kier Konig. The party left to collect payments for helping the dwarves recover the ingots, and the day ended with Valravan entertaining everyone at the North Look Inn with tales of their exploits as they set out the next day toward Tourmaline. Really? Everyone? That that's that seems a little little much. Well try to entertain everyone. Everyone. <laughs> everyone. Uh so yes, you are all uh you've long rested. You get the benefits of a long rest following your night at the North Look. And if you wanted to purchase anything while you're in town with all your wonderful new earnings, uh, do speak up now. We do have a bunch of money now, don't we? Yeah, I need a bit more. My only big purchase I need is a studded leather armor, but I need a little bit more for that, so I'm saving up. Um, How much yeah. a health potion? I think it's 50. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah. You go. How much money do you need for studded armor? Uh, 45. What can I buy with 15 gold? Oh, wait, I have. Question. I have some stones too. I forgot about that. Oh, that's what I was going to oh, do. Yeah. I was just going to sell those. Oh, yeah. If, if you guys want while you're in town, you can. I'm just going to let you convert your gems to money. I'm not going to turn that into a big thing. I did, I did that last time. Just yeah, any of the, which I had. I think the gems that you got were all worth 10 gold. Yeah. Each, so. Uh, anything that's in the player's handbook under adventuring gear, um, you can purchase without a problem. And then we assume we're just going to hand wave the fact that, Celeste, at some point you probably wanted to shop for some cold weather appropriate gear for your character, wow. but I'm not actually going to make you deduct for that because everybody kind of started with that anyway. Perfect. Fishing tackle. Are we going to go fishing at any point? I mean, we could cut a hole in the ice and go ice fishing. Yeah. <laughs> sure, Thimbleweed and I could find you a good spot. <laughs> so if you guys are... If you guys are done oh. in... Bagpipes. <laughs> that brings you back. <laughs> Turns out, Celeste does not know how to play the bagpipes. That's right. <laughs> but she practices every hour of every day. Uh, otherwise, you guys can make your way towards... Uh, which, uh, last time you all told me you wanted to go do Beautiful Mine. Changed our minds. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We're going to Goodmead. Going the other way. Um, I can no, put yeah. you the exact place you haven't prepared yet. That's right. right. Where have you not prepared? That's where we want to go. I can actually go to the big map. Oh, big map. Mm 
<laughs> Brother monkey. Yeah, there's no there's no flying monkeys to be purchased in, in Bryn Shander, alas. Not, not yet. <laughs> you never know. Which Speaker Shane did mention the fact that she might be able to procure you all some mounts in the future. Um, should you prove to be, you know, good at your job and able to get business done, and that way that might let you uh, go beyond the actual Ten Towns Trail region a bit better. I think we've got Raymond coming in. Oh, there he is. Hey! Raymond! Um, so yeah, you guys um, can... I assume you want to follow the road. You don't have to, but it would take you to uh, Targos first and then to Termalane. Which, by the way, the distance here, I know we're used to huge maps of, like, miles and miles to go. But if you actually use the ruler, you can see that the distance between these towns is not actually that much. So between Bryn Chander and Targos, three miles takes you an hour. So don't okay. worry about like t this being like a big hex crawl, like you know, expedition just to get around. Now, when you start traveling a little bit beyond the actual Ten Towns region, it gets a little more challenging. But just going along the trail is typically not very difficult, at least until this whole event is going on, and then they have mentioned that things are getting more dangerous. So we only save a maybe four miles or so if we. Don't follow the road straight. God, I'm not saying we could just take a shortcut, but I'm wondering if there's a. Do we know if there's a good reason not to just go straight north? Like take a go through the snow here. Um, the only thing you've got is you did have one one of your rumors and leads. Um, I can put you back on that one if you want. Um, which did mention Targos as a possible lead for. The map's even accurate on this page. That's nice. Is it real? Oh, that's. Oh no, it's feet. It's feet, so, yeah. <laughs> I was but, like, but, but it's actually accurate. It was at least at least close. Yeah, to accurate. It was just okay. It was, it was about it was about but two miles. miles. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, the speaker of Targos, which was Maxil Maxildenar, uh, mentioned the fact that that adventuring party was last seen in Targos. So if, uh, if you guys wanted to follow up on that at all, that would be the place to go. But otherwise, it's entirely up to you. There's Chris trying to change things up from what we said last time. That's right. <laughs> They've already That's made right. that joke, yeah. <laughs> Turn around and go the other direction. Oh, my bad. Perhaps we go to this Targos and have a nice lunch there before we set off on the final leg to Termalane. Oh, yeah? Do they have good Yelp reviews? Let me check. <laughs> Hey, yo! It's just it's a man in a corner. What do you think <laughs> of that place? The ribs are good. The service sucks. Yeah. <laughs> if it's the place I'm thinking of, I'd rather not. The service was subpar last time. So it's only a one dollar sign. Two stars. One dollar. Dollar sign. I have gold. Is that a dollar? <laughs> yes. Through the yeah. dollar menu. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's our plan. Go to Targos, eat from the dollar menu. Eat from the dollar menu. menu. All right. Um, let, yeah. Let me see. I'd like two double doubles. 
one elk beef burger. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done now. <laughs> it just sits in the back. <laughs> um, you yeah, you all leave the comforts of the Northlook Inn and exit the town of Brinshander and follow what looks like a pretty well-worn, safe pa- uh, passageway. And sure enough, it's on the trail. Um, it seems like this is one of the more commonly used trails still. And the fact that the town, the towns are so close together, people are still um, generally more comfortable going to and from. But you do note that still, like the overall population is a lot lower than what you would expect for just people traveling around just during the day in what should be summer months, but is feels like just the dead of winter. And still, there's that gray, just oppressive overcast over you at all times. Uh, like Bryn Shander, Targos is encircled by a wooden wall, protecting the town from outside threats. The wall extends out into the lake, creating a safe harbor of the town's boats. While most of the ten towns have a fishing industry, none are as big as Targos, where fleets of fishing vessels are constantly coming and going. Everything here revolves around knucklehead trout, a delicious, plentiful fish found in Mare Walden. So you are onto something about that sushi. Mm-hmm, that's right. <laughs> where is Targos? Too many maps. Uh, so like Bryn Chandler, the gates are closed. But uh, you all find you can flash your badges pretty effectively. And um, the guards nod, and you recall that one of the speakers from Targos was at that council meeting. And um, you probably also heard at some point that most of the speakers left just later that day. Especially with the ones being some of the ones being so close. So they actually got here um, ahead of you all. Am I supposed to be able to see anything? Oh, Fox. yeah, my bad. This is this has fog of war or uh, not fog of war. Dynamic lighting on. It doesn't need that. <laughs> um, and as you all uh, arrive in there, um, you a uh, runner comes up to you. Uh, after your arrival, because, you know, the guards all let you in and things, and says that uh, the speaker wants to speak with you all. Mm. Speaker Maxildenar, which was the... this... this one. Oh, the uh, sleazy one. Yes. The speaker the cool of Targos. One. The cool one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a cigarette. I'm You're the cool, so cool. one. <laughs> <laughs> you kids want to be cool? <laughs> Cigarettes for everybody. <laughs> Got some affliction T-shirts in the pack. <laughs> and I'm gonna go put All on right. my Nickelback T-shirt. That's right. This is what Art would think is cool. <laughs> uh, and the other piece of information from last time that you spoke to him mentioned that the adventuring party was last seen um, buying supplies. Which would be um, you? You ask around, and the pretty much the only main general store is uh, Luskin Arms. Is Triglio? Uh, Luskin Arms is actually where the runner says that the speaker is staying, which is a the big uh, uh, inn. Oh, does he not have a home in his home city? Maybe we can ask him about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go to have Triglio. A... 
Have Maxfield come meet us there. You say that to the runner? Why not? <laughs> I mean, these places are on the opposite side of town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many? Is this, is this one accurate? Okay, it's a thousand feet away. <laughs> Less than a while. Yeah. A couple blocks. But yeah, you guys can decide however you want to do it. Uh, Trulio is the market, you said? Uh, it's like a general store. General store, okay. Well, how about you? Split up. Some of us, yeah, some of us could go to Triglia and some of us could go to the talk to Max Heldenar. Well, I was going to say, how about you, Runner, pretend you haven't seen us yet, and uh, we'll meet Maxville a little later after we go to Triglio. You don't know. You don't need to know we're here. Uh, are you like tipping him at all for this for this uh, mission you're no, putting I, on? Von Robin will actually volunteer to go. Uh, perhaps we ought to. Split our time and be more, be a bit uh, more efficient. I will go and speak to this Max Sildenor. Valravin's also kind of thinking about the way things went last time when the whole group talked to the, <laughs> the leaders. So you want to leave the whole group to go question a bunch of merchants about where you know what merchants other are, people went. As as far as Valravin's concerned, the the, the merchants are probably he's more embarrassed by all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Questioning, questioning commoners is probably more your speed as far as Val Robin's concerned. Not that he's classist or anything. <laughs> <laughs> calling us stupid. <laughs> Just of the people. Yeah, you are of the people. That's <laughs> right. Salt of the earth. <laughs> it's a comfort. I'm your better. You're better. <laughs> I mean, if anyone wants to go with, go with them. Well, Robin will, you know, bring any, you know, won't stop anybody, but he'll go, he'll go talk to Max Heldenar as everybody else goes. Questions. Split that party. That's right. All right. Who wants to go with Robin to speak with the speaker, and who wants to go to the merchant store to ask about? Wait, is Max Heldenar the one I hit upside the head? Sure is. Oh, he probably does not want to see me. <laughs> See him. That's probably that's probably it's one so... of the other things that Val Robin had in his mind when we said, "Oh no, we, we, we assaulted this man last time we met him." There was no we. That was just me. Uh, that was just you. Yes, but if and you go with it. us, then it's we. <laughs> <laughs> now go to Triglio. I find the she best cares. information comes from the people. I too am going to Triglio. We go with this man. No one ever said it had to be even split. I I think I'm going to go with Vale Ribbon here because he really seems to know what he's doing and he makes me feel safe. Okay, so see, Celeste is just inspired by your confidence. It makes her feel safe because she's so scared. All right. Well, Robin will probably like like take that as like a responsibility now. Like he. <laughs> You also are my ward now. <laughs> Puffs your chest out, walks That's a little right. taller. Well, my dear. And I shall do great things. Um, indeed we shall. As she <laughs> cowers behind you with her mop. Alright, let's see which group is getting there first. It looks like uh 
Triglio will get there a little bit quicker, assuming you both kind of beeline towards your various spots. Uh, Triglio is a pretty uh, standard general store, but is decked out in like, it, it's like a souvenir shop at the beach. Just like fishing shit everywhere and like, except obviously not beaches, saltwater, but fishing lake stuff all over the place. Like tackle, uh, fish hooks, just all that stuff because this is a huge fishing town. Uh, and there is a very uh, weedy kind of crusty man who's actually uh, missing one of his uh, hands and just has like kind of a large fish hook at the end of it for uh, one of his appendages and kind of looks up at all of you as you walk in. Which appendage, I mean, though? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> He'll say his, yeah, his left hand. He has two arms and two legs. <laughs> one of his uh, hands here's, is a fish hook. Here's a question. You said he looks up as we walk in. He's really only going to see... That's a good point. <laughs> he is a human. Um, mm -hmm. he actually probably has to look down at, at most of you. <laughs> That's a good point. Metaphorically, he's staring down at his counter and looking up and then looks down. <laughs> his eyes adjust. I'm good if he doesn't look at me. To the I'm shorter good. party. He has the bell ringing and he looks up and doesn't see anybody. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Min's like, hey, I'm right here. Hi. Can I help you? Yes, you have a fine shop here. I imagine a lot of people come here. Get oh. their goods and wares. Aye, aye, I get lots of customers. Everybody yeah. likes coming to Triglio. Is, is his counter, like, got one of those, like, doors that goes like this so he can walk in and out and it's kind of open on the bottom? Sure. I'm totally walking back there. <laughs> just walking around. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. No, I'm I'm small. I can like walk between his legs, and he won't even notice. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he won't even notice an almost three foot <laughs> being. He's the tallest <laughs> man in the town. <laughs> that happening nimbleness for some people. Oh, we're not a dating service here, or a tavern. This is Triglio, general store. I know. That's why we came here. It's the most popular place in town, isn't it? All right, what do you want? Cobalt! Wait, did you come with us, or did you go with Val Robin? <laughs> I'm with you guys. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Are you here? I mean, said that out loud. Wait, you came with us? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I came with you. You think I would hang out with that pompous person? I need to work on my insults. <laughs> oh, you got some time. Seem a Mr. Later. Astute. Mm-hmm. Are we looking um, for kobolds? What are we looking for again? I don't know what we're looking for, actually. Okay. Great, great oh. team sense. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tried to warn you. Well, we're looking for... <laughs> I'm looking again group. at the different things again. <laughs> see if it's in here somewhere. So it was I don't... an adventuring party. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I, I don't have the rumors and leads on your journal, but yes, there was a previous adventuring party last seen in Targos, and supposedly they were buying up supplies. That's what you know. 
Right. Do we know where they were going? Do not. We should ask around. Yeah. We're looking for an adventuring party. Any of those sort of folk come through? Oh, yes. I remember. I remember a, a pretty unique group, uh, like yourselves. Came in, oh, about a week ago. It was, oh, a big old Goliath. Oh, boy, they grow him big up in those mountains. He was with uh, two ladies, he was. Uh, a halfling and a tiefling. Oh, red skin and horns. Oh, reminded me of the captain here in town. Heavily armed, a lot of them. Sword, shields, and pouches. They was buying up lots of supplies. Uh, mountain gear, mostly. Said they was going up the mountain. And the mountain only means one thing. It's Kelvin's Cairn. Yes, it is. I'd be saying now, why you be going up there? And they says, because some fellow was going to pay him to take him there. I says, now, why would some fellow want to take you up there? And it was about that time the tiefling woman threatened to burn my face off if I asked any more questions. And she looked like she'd be mean in business. So I didn't ask any more questions. No, but you probably heard more. Hi, <laughs> that's I did. That I did. I overheard. That dude had to have jumped out of his freaking skin. Yeah, that's though, true. Like, literally behind his ass. <laughs> she's she's like standing right, right. in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> she's like like crawling between his legs, like halfway through, and just asks. <laughs> it's just right beneath his crotch. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna get real answers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's just I, freaks I out. That's areas for workers only. Sharp, sharp, pointy ends. Keep talking. <laughs> well, I overheard them asking if they were gonna stop in Bryn Shander before meeting that fella in East Haven. I didn't catch any names, but uh, they definitely said something about a wizard. They're meeting a wizard in East Haven? That's what I heard! Ooh. The man seems like he's enjoying this gossip immensely. Excellent. Now tell me, what's what your story? <laughs> well, we came by here to make sure there's still supplies. You see, we were told someone bought up all the supplies, and that was a problem. But I couldn't figure out why. Wouldn't that mean you made lots of money? And isn't what you greedy townspeople want is money? I, uh... Yes. Do you have some? I still have supplies if you would like to purchase. Not big on the mountaining gear, of course. We're not really close to the mountains here. I figured those lot would probably be uh, heading up north. But, uh, apparently they were gonna go all the way east to that East Haven. Why would they want mountaining supplies for the east? Well, they mentioned uh, going up, taking that feller up there to that mountain, at, at Kelvin's Cairn. It's a real dangerous place. Even... What, what? I thought that was to the north, sorry. Yeah, so he, he's uh, he's referencing the which uh, if I put you back on the on the map, you would see the one big mountain in the area is the Kelvin's Cairn in the kind of the Ten Towns okay. region. So he's mentioned that, and, you're, and he's mentioned East Haven, yeah. Yeah, and you're right, Risa. Kelvin's Cairn is to the north. 
Yeah, I'll actually put you guys back on the map just so you can see all these locations I'm doing, and I will update your rumor in a bit. But first, let's go. Let's go to uh, Valravin and Celeste, making it over to the Luskin Arms. Uh, you come in uh, to the inn, and it's it's a pretty nice inn, nicer than the one you stayed at in Bryn Shander. And when you ask uh, for Speaker Max Sildenar, um, he uh, the innkeeper actually points you up to the like leisure suite he's like this is the the speaker does stay here just really likes the uh the atmosphere and it looks like you wouldn't necessarily know this but it looks like a a, a classic like luskin uh building it's like designed to look like from that town and says the speaker is originally from that area and feels at home here and he has like the nicest like luxury presidential suite uh here at the luskin inn one of those types. or luskin arms yeah uh scale of one to ten how clean is this place <laughs> celeste your socks are knocked off with how now actually the <laughs> the inn is pretty nice um it's not you know perfect but it's pretty in pretty good shape when you get to the actual his room uh it is very very nice it is an opulent ass room uh, as you walk in into this large and opulent suite with its own tiny fireplace adorning several high-backed chairs and couches resembling a lobby, and the speaker is standing over a large cage, and he's dropping a writhing mouse into a cage of what looks like winged snakes that are hissing and fighting over it. And in the corner, lounging in a chair, uh, is a tiefling man who is in full, like, plate uh, armor and seems like a uh, guard of some sort. And he turns. I could not be comfortable. He turns to the in plate armor. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, he he turns around and sees uh, the two of you, and says, uh, "I appreciate you coming to Targo so quickly. Uh, normally, we're more amenable to visitors, but times being what they are, well, we just can't leave our front door unlocked these days. Now, can we?" Your sweet lord. We are just learning about your residential customs, my good sir. But I will take your word for it. Must say, I'm glad the uh, some of the more reasonable members of your little party decided to come and see me. I hope uh, my fine town is of a liking to all of you. Oh, by good measure, yes, of course. Our other friends, after our last meeting, opted to send our two more Kuth members as delegates. I hope you don't mind, of course. At all. Now you're busy, folks, so I'll get straight to the point. Uh, no doubt that you've seen that our dear speaker, Maschew, isn't really cut out for this job. He's a nice, promising young man, but a speaker he isn't. This mine business shouldn't even be your problem. Tourmaline has more than enough militia that can be roused to take care of any nuisances like that. Now, obviously, I want you to help them. That's why you were hired. But it might be best for the town if... That mine were to temporarily close as a result of all this. 
We'd put the town in a bad spot, but we as neighbors of Mayor Dualden can provide relief. And a special election in Tourmaline could pick a much stronger leader for the city. I see. That is very interesting. My dear Celeste, coming from a service background yourself, I'd be very interested to hear your thoughts on the matter. Oh, hi. Um, I think we should do whatever, um, whatever he's asking of us because I am very uncomfortable in here. And can I ask, who is your cleaner? Because I am just blown away. I see you appreciate the finer things in life. We do. I'm sorry. I'm so I'm so distracted by the accent. <laughs> you summarize for me again what is happening in this conversation. <laughs> I was trying you're almost, to pay You're almost in House of Cards like, accent. You're almost yeah, in Kevin Spacey in House of Cards. It's it's. It's almost there. I was trying to do a little Django Unchained in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely that. Yeah. <laughs> um, to paraphrase, uh, he is uh, not wanting to interrupt your mission that you're on the way to go do, but perhaps to uh, undermine that speaker's authority uh in order to uh have them depose him and elect a new speaker and he says that the opportunity is with the, this problem you're going to face which is this huge this mine that you're trying to that you're going to go clear out if there was something you could do to help uh facilitate that basically As he's, yeah, as he's, uh, or I, I want to look around and see, does he have something like, I'm looking for like, uh, like, like, like a decanter of whiskey or drink or something in the room, something like, like absolutely. that, of that sort. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he definitely right. has like a, yeah, like what you'd consider like a welcoming thing. And, he's like, and he okay. sees you doing this. Like, I'm so sorry. My apologies. Scout, Please, would you offer our guests a, a chair and a drink? My apologies. I've got so excited about seeing you. Um, uh, Val Robin will just sort of wave him down as he's already getting up to walk towards it. And he, uh, he's like, oh, good, no, good sir. I will tell you, my friend, in our short time here, we have uh, met with a few of your folk and have taken a liking to your place, I believe. It is a fine collection of cities, have we not, Celeste? Absolutely, it is the it is the absolute finest, and I am um com completely um at home here and comfortable. <laughs> but Robin acts like she just said like the most like like profound yeah. like like the... <laughs> indeed, and he's and he pours <laughs> two glasses of of drink, two drink to please, two yeah two of uh, whatever whatever the. Nicest, the nicest looking thing he's got yeah. in his spread. He pours two glasses of it and turns around and he begins walking back. He goes, uh, and after our last meeting, during which time we swore an oath to do what is best for your ten town region, we are even more dedicated to that oath that we swore. 
And you, my good sir, look as though you are a fine executive of this region. It, I do believe that you have what is best for ten towns at heart, do you not? Oh, absolutely, my friend. Um, and as Valravin walks back, he walks almost towards uh, Max Sildenar, but kind of turns at the last second and has, hands the other glass to Celeste and then sits down next to her. <laughs> well, I can assure you, good sir, regardless of any other plans, any other motivations, you can trust in us wholeheartedly and fully to fulfill our oath to do what is indeed best for Ten Towns. Something which, in your position and in your own oath, I know for certain you can endorse heartily, yes? Um, roll a... I kind of want to do an insight check as I'm saying okay. all of this. Okay. I, I want to just gauge his reaction. Yeah. Uh, give me persuasion with advantage, and then just give me a normal insight check. Okay. Um, my character sheet wasn't open yet. Meanwhile, uh, Celeste is um, just going to nervously down this whiskey or whatever you've handed <laughs> to her. Yeah. And she doesn't normally drink because she, you know, is from a monastery. So that's what's going on over here. Okay. He started something terrible. <laughs> Horrible addiction for Celeste going forward. Uh, did, did you do the rolls? Uh, no, no, not yet. Okay, okay. There we go. Ooh, boy. Uh, there's your persuasion. And... Um, insight. <laughs> oh, oh, my dang. God. Although, rolled... natural 20. Well, that's not a nat 20. It's not... It just means you rolled 20 on ability check. Um, there is a charisma off right now, Celeste. You can just see, like, the sparks flying and these, uh, eyebrows wagging. Uh, this is... What are the two guys from Game of Thrones that always had those, like, speeches with each other from the early... You know the two I'm talking about? <laughs> Varys and Littlefinger? Yes, Varys and Littlefinger. This is you and Max Ildenar just back and forth having this conversation. Um, but finally, a, a rise. With the insight check, um... It's hard to gauge him. Obviously, he's he's mentioning something that's probably a little underhanded here. Um, but it's hard to gauge his ultimate motivations, whether he really is for, uh, you know, Ten Towns, or if he's in it for himself, or whatever other motivations he has. Um, but you see a wry smile kind of appear on his face. He says, well, I certainly think you will be a very useful group to have here, and... Certainly, I don't want to take up too much of your time, and uh, I do hope that you can uh, get rid of all those nasty kobolds and make sure that mine is all nice and safe and sound for our dear sister city, but I, I, I do wish for the best for Termalane, of course, but sometimes I understand that... Uh, you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Do, do you understand me? And, and of course, if that requires some uh, extra compensation for you all, let's, let's face it, ten gold a week? 
you're much better folks than that. So I'm sure that uh, if things go well for ten towns regarding the city of Termalane, then, well, you just visit your old friend Speaker Maxildenar. And he'll take care of you. I do appreciate the offer and the flattery, sir. It is most <laughs> gratifying to both of our hearts, I believe. Uh, absolutely. I am entirely gratified. She just puts her empty cup down in front of her. Um, and while Robin, actually, at this point, I assume, Celeste, are, are you seated too? I, 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 he sat down at some point, one of the seats. I don't think so. I think okay. she's standing nervously. Uh, at this point, Val Robin will motion to that guard again to the empty to the empty glass in front of Celeste. Okay. Uh, the, 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 the whatever the night was that was earlier uh, being motioned. Yeah. He'll just he'll just sort of do this with like like connecting yeah. the, the empty glass in front of uh, Celeste. The the man actually huffs and kind of stands up, and you see, just like a hulking like this. It seems like he could take out a sword and just run you through in like a second. He just kind of gets up, very like annoyed, and walks over to the glass and. And uh, uh, Max Elder kind of gives him a look and he just kind of, you know, begrudgingly walks over with the drink and fills it up. And he's kind of he's clinking the whole time with the armors. Clunk, clunk, clunk. <laughs> there you go. You Scoff, it's... Go ahead. Oh, you don't seem spitting in your drinks. I'll do that. Well, I don't want to keep you any longer, but you can feel free to Finish your drinks, of course. Uh, courtesy of uh, the Luskin Arms Inn. What lovely drinks they are, sir. Wonderful place you have here. There's more where that came from here at, at Targos. And I will say, sir, when next we meet, hopefully at one of the... How often do you have those wonderful gatherings of all your leaders? Ha <laughs> ha! Wonderful, Yes. I do love leaving my luxurious home to go and spend time with such fine people. Yes, it's uh, it's once a month, I believe. Though things well, keep going what they are, who knows if I'll be attending the next. Indeed, such are the troubled times we are in. But I trust, and I hope the next time we meet, we will be able to report back to you that indeed... Tourmaline is in far greater standing and far more auspicious terms with the world around it. At which point then we can, of course, speak of any additional compensation you might find to be amenable. And because of that role, like, you feel like you, you two go back and forth like this for a while, but you feel like you maybe have the upper hand in this conversation, but just barely. This guy does what seem like... What I'm trying to do is yeah, just kind of leave talk yourself, around him yes. to, get, to get to the point where he's agreeing to, like, like, yes, we will make Tourmaline better yeah. without doing what explicitly without his, what he's asking yes, us to exactly. do. Yes, exactly. And, he's, and he feels like uh, he, you're tricking him a little bit. Um, the only thing that you feel like he recognizes is that you are also, like, a very silver-tongued, like, this is your forte. So he's trying to, like, duel with you, and you think you get the upper hand in this conversation in terms of, like, okay. yeah, agreeing to that, but not necessarily agreeing to any specific thing. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, you two are able to make it out of that uh, situation. <laughs> um, do the group at Triglio, do you have any more questions of um, whatever the man's name was? I forgot who the guy was called. 
The hook hand guy. Okay. <laughs> hook hands. What is his name? Uh, Justin. I don't know if I ever said his name before. Justin? Justin. You did not say his name before. His name is Justin. <laughs> Justin. Yeah, okay. Do these adventurers look like they were well prepared to face this wizard in meeting? I don't know how one faces a. I'm doing this other voice. How one faces a wizard in a meeting? But uh, they were certainly dressed for danger. I'll tell you that. Mm. Much uh, like yourselves, if you don't mind me saying. Did they mention anything else unusual where they were where they were going, or what? Was there? I don't. I don't know. Not anything else, but just that group alone was very unusual. We don't see a whole lot of the mountain folk down here. Yes. Tell me, tall hey. one. Did you see anybody watching them? Well, I was watching them, but uh, yeah. nobody else in the store. No. Um. If you had a guess, what's the equivalent of a gold in, you know, dollars? I've heard people explain it like a gold is anywhere from 20 bucks to 100 bucks. So it gets kind of crazy because adventurers end up making a lot of money versus what the commoner actually has in this world. But I'm not, I guess I'm not sure. <laughs> I need to establish Mr. that. Mr. Uh, uh, Justin, you said? That's right. You seem quite a good source of information. Wouldn't you say so yourself? I would! <laughs> there's, a, there's a chance there might be people coming after us asking about us, you know? And uh, what would it take to uh, maybe throw them off our tracks as he slides five gold into his hand? Okay. He uh, snatches that up greedily with his hook. Just whoosh! <laughs> There's, oh, I'd never heard of you fine folks. It's okay if you heard of us. Just uh, maybe tell them we went the opposite direction. Oh, well, which way are you going? Anything believable. I take it that you have a good source of vision. Maybe tell them we went ice fishing at the Sea of Moving Ice. Ice? Ice fishing? Oh, of course. I'll, I'll be sure to do that. Yeah, I'm sure you have some gear here that uh, we could have picked up. Yes, I would like you to buy some things, but uh, hey, uh, five gold, that'll work for me. <laughs> that buys silence, the greatest gift of all. <laughs> do, do you even have anything worth buying? <laughs> he points out a, a litany of like fishing gear that just bores you to death almost immediately, but he goes into an entire sales pitch about all this fishing gear. And you can't help but um, recall how everybody says the lakes are freezing right now. And even when you were walking up to, uh, you know, in the middle of town, you could see beyond that, like, literally most of the lake was, fr like, ships were just, like, sitting in the docks and everything. And his gear looked like it was pretty well stocked up. I regret everything. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you guys can get back together. If you would like to sure. reunite uh, the party and it's 
Entirely up to you guys how you want to report uh, your various findings. As we're leaving, um, Val Valravin will actually get with Celeste to like one on one before we meet up with everybody else. Oh, yeah. Here's our story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you make of that, gentleman, Celeste? I think he was the best gentleman I've ever seen. I've ever encountered. <laughs> Is she drunk? I think. <laughs> I think... I we guessed a woman of her size would have a higher constitution. <laughs> I think we did very good with all of the negotiations. Yes, yes, we did. I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> Perhaps, dear. I'll, I'll tell you my thinking, and you can tell me uh, how much you agree or disagree. I believe the man is fairly vile, if I'm being honest with you. It seems as though to me that he was asking us to do something rather underhanded. And... I don't know the rest of our party that well. Not well enough to know how they might react to such a proposal. Might you and I simply keep the nature of this conversation to ourselves? in that regard. Absolutely. There will never be a whisper from my mouth. <laughs> uh, Celeste, you get a point of inspiration for getting drunk off the one drink <laughs> in the meeting. Two drinks. Two drinks. Two drinks. Two drinks, Celeste. Two drinks, Celeste. <laughs> oh my god, you know as soon as we get all back together, she's gonna be like, you guys! <laughs> <laughs> the best drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, but otherwise, it was open guess... bar. <laughs> right. This is probably going to be like the like chillest we've ever seen Celeste at this point. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's the self-medicating her anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> the story's getting dark for Celeste. <laughs> Welcome to the party. <laughs> Uh, what about yeah, Val Robin? honestly, because she is recognizing that she is under a condition at the moment, uh, probably doesn't actually think she'll keep it to herself. But he's just sort of like, "Yeah, so very well." <laughs> <laughs> uh, team Merchant Store, do you guys report anything? Yeah, I don't. I don't see why we would have a veil of secrecy, like <laughs> Team Trader. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, we'll tell them everything we learned that the adventuring party was meeting a wizard at Kelvin's Cairn. Karn. Is it Cairn? So the full. <laughs> <laughs> so what you heard is that they were meeting a wizard in East Haven and they were going to take uh, and the see what was it <laughs> read my own notes this first. is this is why i'm not in charge of this stuff <laughs> see, no, and this i tell them yeah heard. what do i tell them <laughs> so what we heard is what you were saying but what we told them true was they met a wizard at kelvin's corn true well, <laughs> we, we cut out the whole something about kelvin running because... a carnival i don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a telephone I... game <laughs> ironically we're the best at keeping secrets <laughs> that's right <laughs> so what did you find out you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs>
They don't get to know. Uh, but yes, they were buying supplies to go on a mountaining excursion to Kelvin's, Kelvin's Cairn. And I will, uh, I don't have that ready, but I will update that for you as that becomes uh, an official quest uh, at Kelvin's Cairn. Uh, but otherwise, if you all are prepared, um, assuming you don't have to buy any... Up, what, what, we, what we would probably tell the, the other three when yeah. we meet up is just leave out the bit about him trying to get us to undermine the other guy. Okay. Just like, that, that the guy wanted us to just do what's in the... You know, what, what while Robin was trying to negotiate in the first place. Like, just do what's in the best interest of Termaline, and maybe we'll give you some extra money. He'll, he'll share that with them. Okay. Celeste yeah. is going to say, guys! Belraven and I met the best person, and he gave us the town. <laughs> we own the town now. What is wrong with that one? <laughs> he has discovered the joys of alcohol, it appears. <laughs> oh, my. Yes. If that, if she, she would, like, come here. Do we need to get her, like, some booze to take on the road for, like... <laughs> We need to buy a keg Bray, for Bray <laughs> is going to splash like the coldest water oh. that she can find in Celeste's face, trying to like sober her up. It's so cold. <laughs> it's so cold. <laughs> that could be hard to do that with somebody that towers over you. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she went, come here. Oh, get her to lean down. Uh huh. <laughs> splash. Uh, yeah, otherwise you guys can, uh, continue on your route towards Tourmaline, which, uh, is another, you know, it's a trail. Um, this one, as you notice, as you go along, is not quite as well-worn. This one, this is a lot, uh, longer, and it's gonna take you several hours. And, uh, once you leave kind of the first, uh, you know, mile around Targos, you don't really see anybody else as you're traveling, so it's pretty lonely. Uh, journey. And after about an hour of travel, you can't shake the feeling that you are being watched. The open tundra leaves little room for hiding, yet your eyes dart at every ridge, rock, and tree that you pass. And the cold has gotten progressively worse. Most of you have never been this far north, and e even if you have, never in these desolate conditions, where again, during the day, it is gray and overcast, and it feels way, I mean, it feels even colder than what winter would normally feel like. Just not very pleasant at all. And after another hour of press of cold and paranoia weighing you down, uh, you pass near a ridge and the air suddenly grows very still. And a large gray wolf emerges from the top of the short ridge, staring at you with icy blue eyes that reflect far more than an animal intelligence. And it opens its mouth and speaks in common and says... Who are you? Did I do it? No one else speaks up. Valorant! <laughs> that's, that's what we expect you to do. We were all waiting for it. Okay. It stands to attention. It stands up and bows. <laughs> what do the rest of you do? Not... Uh. Myself, I am Thimbleweed, tracker of the party. Keep, Who keep. are you? <laughs> Sorry. Keeping her eyes locked with, with, with the wolf, she just 
but she'll look at him and just go, we are just travelers on the path to Termaline. Um, <clears throat> it, it, it's cocking its head and you, you feel like it is understanding what you're saying. And it, it uh, kind of looks at all of you again and then opens its mouth and says, Whom do you serve? Do we want to be honest with this creature? I'm not sure. No. He is on the side of Ten Towns. Do we serve Ten Towns? Technically, yes. That's what we're doing here. Oh. I, I, I serve Brother Mike at the monastery, so... Brother Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we are aiders of those who need aid, helpers of the helpless. Oh, yeah. Uh, he opens his mouth and says, Adventurous. If the occasion calls for it. Good Samaritans of that occasion. He, uh, you notice, uh, um, he kind of growls a little bit, and two more wolves come on either side of the ridge um, and it says uh, where is the wizard ah the famous <laughs> wizard we are looking for the same wizard you are is that what you say yeah there can only be one wizard <laughs> Yeah, also looking like for wizard. Thimbleweed yep. is sure of it. <laughs> what do you know? He is meeting people, my good wolf. People we don't know. That was such conviction. <laughs> like it's an important piece of information. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Where? Elvin's cairn. <laughs> or is it Karn? I never could pronounce that mountain. I think I think, it, I think it's Karen. Jim, Jim, is it Karen? It's Karen. I think it's Karen. But Karen. Yeah. Aha! That was a test. I've known all along. I have lived here my entire life. Um, that was incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> it's Karen. Oof. Um, all of you notice a uh, pair of wolves. You like hear a, a, a branch snap, and behind you, you you see a pair of wolves hiding behind a nearby um, small, like little copse of uh, trees and bushes. Just a pair of them, um, and they're fixing. They're ready to come out, and uh, and you see the other wolf, the one with the glowing blue eyes, says, "Kill them." Wait, 
We told you about the wizard! Indeed. And I would like... Uh, you all to give me some initiative, but because I rolled so badly on my stealth check, you did. There's no surprise round. And you noticed <laughs> another pair of wolves. Oh, boy. Giving the wolves information was the wrong play. <laughs> Apparently. Never, never help the talking wolves. <laughs> no, good. Wolf. no good. No good. We're good guys. Yeah. Except in... Most cases, <laughs> except in most cases, <laughs> I like wolves. <laughs> wolves seem like good guys. Yeah, they they eat the people I don't like in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Even Liam Neeson, he didn't deserve that. I never saw that movie. He had those, those bottle. Wolves. He had the bottle. Oh yeah, yeah. But it, I, you know, right. I saw enough. Uh, previews where I was like, I bet that's what happens at you, the end. You got the gist. <laughs> if you watched a, a trailer, you got the gist. All of the characters die, and then we'll leave me some fights with bottle gloves. Bottle gloves. I get it. Um, I guess... That would be a good movie. Alright, I'm gonna stay home. <laughs> I'll roll for, uh, for Ray. Ace. Oops, that's not it. Redmond. Or for Edmund. Hey, my initiative thing works. Um, well, the good news is uh, you are not surprised by the wolves trying to come up behind you. The bad news is uh, the wolves all get to act first <laughs> due to this excellent initiative. There's already a cone on the map. I don't know if that's intentional. <laughs> that was not intentional. My bad. <laughs> However, thankfully I rolled early, so they're going to be using that cone yeah. very soon. That's important. That is my bad. Uh, unfortunately, the way I've got your dark stuff set up, the entire map gets darkened by your radius, which is very not good for the DM, but it's good for you all. So oh, actually, it was hard for me to even see that that was on the on the token layer. But yes, um, you notice that the lead wolf comes bounding down. The one, the others don't have the glowing blue eyes, by the way, and weren't speaking. Only that the one that was speaking to you does, and I've actually marked it with an eyeball and a symbol. Comes bounding down this ridge. Uh, and comes up to all of you and uh, opens its mouth and exhales. Let's see what's the best spot for that to maximize. I think it's the three of you. Why don't you kept it where it was? It's the three of them. Yeah. Let's do the no three No further. Uh, it's always fun because I'm just like, I randomly just put you on the map. So who knows what's going to happen. But um, And I need the three of you to give me... Uh, con saving throw. Oh my god. <laughs> I rolled so bad! Wow! To take that terrible One three cold damage. Or half if you succeed. God damn, that's Ooh. terrible. <laughs> the wolf just hiccups and it's a little bit of cold spray coming it, up. It's a chill breeze. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll take three damage. Yeah, you will. Uh, let's see, can I do that for... you have a plus two to your constitution? I do. Yep. Uh, Edmund, I need a con save from you. For three cold damage. As the, uh, the lead wolf came bounding down, opens his mouth, which you're pretty sure wolves can't do this, 
and unleashes this like spray of of cold air that's just slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> Those of you that save, you take what one? One. One cold one. damage. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and then the other wolves will obviously run up as well. Just think how much damage you did all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five. Five damage. There. All right, so that was that one's action. Um, number three, or we'll do uh, number two, will bite at Edmund, uh, which advantage on attack roll against creature of at least one of the wolves allies within five feet, so this is not advantage. I think nine's gonna hit you. Uh, number three is gonna bite at Frey, uh, and does have advantage because they have the pack tactics. How does a twenty-one sound? That'll hit. Uh, for seven piercing damage, that wolf sinks its teeth into you, and I need a strength saving throw, or he knocks you prone as he kind of—I was gonna say leaps up. But let's face it, that wolf doesn't have to leap up to bite you. <laughs> no, leaps laterally. Leaps laterally. All right. Obviously, you are able to rebuff his uh, body, plant your feet. Uh, And then from around the back, we're going to have one bite at uh, Valravin with non-advantage. 16. That's going to hit. Or eight piercing damage. Boy, the wolves are doing it. And his strength save as well. I'm not good at that. You are knocked prone, my friend. (laughs) Advertise. Paul Robin shrieks and just flops. Go to the Lord. (laughs) As the wolves come around the corner, which you were all aware of, but still, they came around the corner and knocked you down. Uh, The other one will go after Celeste, and this one has advantage because of the pack tactics. Uh, Does 15 hit you, Celeste? Uh, Yes, it does. I am loving these armor classes you all have. For seven damage, and same thing, I need a strength save. Alright, well, the wolves uh, made up for their bad frost breath. So, can I. Oh, okay, hold on. So, patient, uh, patient defense, you can spend one key point to take the dodge action as a bonus action on your turn. How do you dodge? Like, how do I dodge on my own turn? Uh, so that would mean, yeah, so you would turn it on on your turn, and then for anybody attacking you for the next round, it would be active. Okay, okay. So a strength save. All right, you plant your feet, and you kind of shove that wolf off, but obviously the damage is still quite painful. And then we go to Frey. So as as the one wolf, like, tried to bite her and... Kind of got like a single tooth in. <laughs> Is that how much damage a single tooth does? I'd hate yeah. to have the full amount. That was, that was a little single tooth. <laughs> Again, she just starts maniacally laughing. It's it's just the the creepiest thing. She just starts hearing, <laughs> and she just goes straight into a rage, and she just starts swinging. And, and the whole time, just just laughing the mm-hmm. whole time. Uh, and she'll swing at number three because that's the one that actually bit her. But she's keeping her eyes like on number number one there. Right. Just yeah. Like, so 
Yeah, and 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 the wolf with the glowing blue eyes um, it looked, you know, larger and and just uh, more healthier than the other wolves, but still, you know, relatively same size and everything else. It just had those weird glowing blue eyes, and obviously had intelligence behind him. And then opened his mouth and did that crazy frost thing. So yeah, that one. She's also gonna recklessly attack because you know it's it sounds like fun. Yeah. Ooh, explain it's, for that one for those of us that have not seen like fun. that have not seen <laughs> Barbarian. <laughs> Yes. So, uh, when I make my first attack on my turn, I can decide to attack recklessly. It gives me advantage on melee weapon rolls using strength, but I kind of have advantage on attack rolls against me. Mm, I like this. So, but, you know, let's see if I can hit real hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. one are you wanting to target? Uh, I'm gonna go number three because it bit me. True. Two-handed. With advantage. Uh, that certainly does hit. Alright, Frey. How would you like to absolutely... Dis- That's a lot of damage. How would you like to absolutely... Oh. You rolled max damage on your fucking uh, wow. battle axe, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you bad. destroy this wolf. Uh, she literally just chops all the way through it. It's just like a one-headed <laughs> swing. Just, just blood all the spray. way through. Yeah. On the nice and then she'll snow. look at the next one and say, keep your teeth off. <laughs> and she turns and faces one. Yeah. Like, it does like, like, come at me. The blue-eyed one kind of <laughs> blinks at that. When you, you just respond by just hacking it completely. It, it, like, again, she is still just maniacally laughing because this is like her favorite pastime right now <laughs> and it's just she's in thoroughly enjoying this probably not the first time you face wolves Mm-mm. all right uh edmund edmund looks around and sees that the wolves are surrounding them so he's gonna use a new spell. Hmm. Um, so he's gonna dance around this wolf here, and uh, his hands come together. That's right. Um, <laughs> you said dance, dance. <laughs> that's true. That's true. He's dancing around the wolf, just like pirouetting. Um, <laughs> but his hands come together, and and um. He touches the ground. You see this electricity just shooting in a straight line across two, five, and four. Mm. And um, the moisture around them, the wolves start. Oops, sorry, no description was there. How's your description? Oh, you're doing a fine job of the description. I'm liking yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but he changes the properties of the the moisture in the air into acid. So each creature, there it is. Um, each creature must take a dex saving throw, uh, or have the moisture turned into acid around them. And uh, a creature covered in acid takes 2d4 acid damage at the start of each of its turns. Oh. Okay. So you transform the moisture, uh, what'd you say, in the ground or in the air? Uh, in the air. Okay. Them, to the scalding acid on these wolves in a... Yeah, I did line those wolves up. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Let's do my save. All right, so the result is uh, 
13. Dang it. Yeah. Two of them okay. make the save, and the other one... Fa so the one in uh, number five... Um, it, it's... Damn, these balls. And it, it's not half damage, right? It's just all the damage? Or six. Um, it's just you either get covered or you don't get covered. Yeah. Okay. It does, it does say it's concentration, so it's an ongoing effect, though. Mm -hmm. The effect yeah, lasts for the spell's like... duration... Yeah, so yeah, he's covered in acid. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I will... So just the number five is covered in acid. Okay, yep. So you see that moisture, and a couple of the wolves managed to dodge out of the way of this effect, but one of them is just covered in the scalding acid. <laughs> All right, we go to Celeste. I don't know why you showed up in the Instagram tracker as your... Name and not yeah, your character name. <laughs> that is weird. It, that was really weird because, like, at the bottom it says Celeste. I wonder if it does it still say that on so... your character sheet? No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Unless it's somewhere on the character was... sheet. That's <laughs> yeah. It's pretty that's, weird. That is weird. Um. The token. Uh, like oh, this token. It... Yes, it does say it on the token. Oh, weird. <laughs> oh, weird. Oh, I All see. Right. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I'll have yeah. to remember to change that or it'll keep doing it because I've got your default Weird. token set up. <laughs> Alright, Celeste, you, you have sobered up by now. You have water splashed in your face and it's been a couple hours on the road. <laughs> okay. I will uh, uh, smack number four with my quarter staff. That is a hell of a hit. Mm -hmm. That will certainly hit. You guys are, look at the other, uh, max damage again. These huge attacks. Uh, Celeste, once again, or, uh, you're, you're same as Frey. You just take one big hit and just probably clock that wolf, like, right across the head. And just, you hear a cracking sound and just falls down slump. If Frey slump? hears the cracking sound, she laughs harder. <laughs> you get the approval. Then I'll make an unarmed strike. Against number five. It's the bonus action, unarmed. Yeah. Fifteen does yeah. it. Wolves do not wear much armor. Five damage. Okay, that does. I mean, it, this wolf is burning, melting from acid, so it doesn't quite down it. But um, and it seemed to be one of the bigger, healthier wolves, but okay. it is not looking very good. Then Celeste runs away. <laughs> you want to take the attack opportunity from the wolf because it's still, it's still up. No, it's um one of my things. It's my mobile feet. Oh, you're right. I know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this was planned. It was planned. <laughs> Fuck you, DM. I can do this. <laughs> Uh, so this yeah, is not this is not the last attack. time we're gonna have that conversation too. <laughs> it's gonna be a frequent reminder. I can break this rule. Um, Varavin, you are on the ground bleeding. You've seen acid come by. You've seen uh, yeah. several wolves go down. Um, Varavin, in his in his whole travels. He has never been in this bush danger <laughs> before, <laughs> ever. He is uncomfortable uh, with how much danger he is in at the moment. But he, on the even on the ground, 
he will still pull out his book and begin looking at the the acid-covered wolf that is hunkering over him at this point. Mm -hmm. And he'll begin jotting in his book. Um, and though the wolf struck hard against the heroic Eladrin, he crowned the thoughts in his bestial head turn against him. Thoughts of how terrible a deed he was committing. And as those thoughts raced through his mind, he became afraid, not of the elf prone before him, but of his own feral nature. And... And he became... Truly afraid. Oh, boy. And Valravan is going to cast Dissonant Whispers. Uh, he needs to make a DC 14 wisdom saving throw. Uh, I, also, I also rolled really good on that damage. Yeah, you did. 17, almost 18 is max damage. You guys are doing all this crazy damage. My goodness. Um... Yes, your discordant or your uh, your speech racks through this wolf as it stands over you, and its eyes just go wide, and suddenly it just seems to have like a seizure and just falls over dead. <laughs> I don't know how many times you're gonna kill things with your words, and I have to describe that, but that is what occurs here. It'll be interesting to read the recap tomorrow when you try to describe that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that wolf felt so sad. <laughs> and uh, Valravan will uh, stand up using half his movement and he will follow Celeste <laughs> go for <laughs> flee alright uh, Thimbleweed alright Thimbleweed <laughs> uh, well So what's the deal with the wolf one with the eye on him? Uh, that's the one that was speaking to you and has okay. glowing blue eyes and exhaled that frost breath thing. Okay. He's in a staring match with me currently. Yeah, that wolf okay. is starting to look around <laughs> and seeing all these dead wolves. I thought we could be friends, wolf. I gave you everything I knew, <laughs> including my heart's Time for me to play Cupid and pierce you with my short bow of death. <laughs> Shit. Oh, no. Wow. wow. It is a, a speech. <laughs> <laughs> the speech worked. Um, a crit. <laughs> so with the crit, I get to I have piercer. Oh, shit. Uh, which I roll one additional heart. damage die. Oh, boy. That's nine plus six uh, plus another six or another 1d6. Mm -hmm. Oh, crit. Wow, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 16? Uh, yeah. All right. Impressingly enough, that wolf was very large and you stagger and its eyes just go wide but it's still alive, which means we get to roll on our massive damage table for the first time this campaign. Mm. Which, uh, hopefully you all have 
access to that table. Did I make that? I hope I made that table. Did I make this table? Maybe I didn't. <laughs> what? DC. Oh, did I not make some damage table? Damn it, Eric. Irresponsible. Uh, well, it's in the house rules, so... I think you're just going to... Yeah, I think it was still a 1d10. So, yeah, so roll me a... Or no, he gets to roll a con save. That's what it is. Uh, mm. Con save first. Equal to DC 10 or half the damage, whichever is greater. Which in your case uh, is... Well, he fails anyway. Mm. Alright, so uh, roll me a d10, please, Thimbleweed. Alright. Uh, oh, also... Thank you to chat. Can I re-roll that last die? Since it says you can re-roll one of the attacks damage dice. Oh, it sure does. Yes. Okay. Yep. Thanks, chat. You re-roll one of the attacks damage die, and you must use the new roll. Oh, Obviously, anytime you, you do just... any piercing damage. Oh, wow. Okay. Extra two. That's nice. Wow. Yeah. Well, Next the, G. the extra two is, is very important, because that actually does kill that wolf. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't get to roll on the massive damage table after all. All right. And um, as uh, as that wolf, uh, as the as that cupid heart uh, arrow uh, pierces that wolf's heart, the wolf cries out with a deep howl. Says, "Hell, Ravison!" And then it finally collapses, falls to the ground. You heard it say, "Tell Ravison." I have no idea who Ravison is. You do not. I won't. That's <laughs> <laughs> a final insult. We refuse. Uh, Alright, so top initiative order, there's only one wolf left, and that wolf seems like it was given instructions specifically by the other one. And uh, you don't see the intelligence, like the blue eyes in this wolf, but it seems to have understood uh, what the other one just said and it will take the disengage action and just sprint off to basically into the darkness like beyond some trees stop him he might be ravison you might tell ravison yeah, yeah how far did he run uh the weed his... is putting the pieces together yeah <laughs> how far um, did he run you know what? We're gonna say, we're gonna say he's not gonna do the disengage action. So Edmund, you will get a attack opportunity on this wolf because there's only one person near him. So maybe he'll get lucky. <laughs> that kind of does the spell count as an attack opportunity? Or yeah, you just... can. I think that's actually a specific feat you have to take to be able to do that. But no, you can't normally cast a spell as an attack opportunity. Okay, so just uh, an attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of melee attack. 21 does hit. Guys are after these wolves. Mm-hmm. Alright, you, you slice a good chunk out of it as it runs, but it doesn't quite, although it leaves a blood, heavy blood trail as that wolf takes off, and it can use the dodge action, and it sprints through the trees and runs, um, I will say, it runs out of sight of even those that have dark vision. 
with its speed. Tracker, can you track the blood? I can! Sorry, what? But yeah, as he's looking at you, he asks. I can, and I shall, and I will! To the blood trail! Uh, give me a... Oh, I'm going to take you guys out of initiative, though. Um, Celeste cleaning the blood. Yeah. <laughs> Clean my blood this time, you tall thing. <laughs> uh, are, are you want to chase after it? Yes. Okay, give me a survival check. Punch that wolf. Okay. Is are all of you following? Are all of you following? And you notice it's going well off the trail at this point. I feel like I would probably leave this to the, the hunter. I wouldn't follow. Uh, how you, Thimbleweed? You're you're following for maybe fifteen minutes, and you're following a trail of blood, and it is getting more and more difficult. Like it's not that you can't follow the blood, but the conditions around you almost supernaturally are becoming more oppressive, more dark, and you feel like the wind just keeps whipping around and getting more violent. Do you want to keep following? With him. No, let's turn around. I think we've lost it. Far in front of me, can I see? Uh, I mean, with your dark vision, you can you can still see sixty feet, and you have not seen this. You, you're trying to keep up with it, and you have not seen this wolf. Um, you can roll a nature check to try to find out how fast wolves are. But if it's using its dodge action, or not dodge, uh, dash action, yeah, you know that they're faster than you. <laughs> ah, curses. Fine. Well. Head back. Let them know we'll have to tell this Ravison ourselves. <laughs> uh, the wolves have nothing on them, unfortunately. You all can continue your journey. Does the the, the did the main wolf seem like he was any different? Um, physically, you don't see anything different. It seems like he is kind of the leader of the pack in terms of he was healthier than the other wolves. But, um, no, you can't tell. And you, like, even open the eye. Like, it just, it just looks like a dead wolf now. Okay. And this was, this is a phenomenon you have never seen before. Can we look at his eyes? Or yeah, yeah, exactly. Wolf? You open it up and it just looks like a dead wolf. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever was... Possessed by some magic, perhaps. What could have magic powerful enough to... be inside of a wolf? You try to get something like that at third level. <laughs> Possess is the word I was trying to think of. Yes. Be inside. <laughs> be inside. I, I want to I be on you. <laughs> Can I cast a spell to be in you? This is Ron Burgundy trying to cast a spell. That sounds like a really bad pickup line at a D&D &D event. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to cast a spell to be in you. We'll never know. 
Let's try to find this wizard. Um, we kill the kill the wizard so we don't have to deal with this anymore. So you all can continue your journey uh, north, and it just takes probably less than an hour to make it to uh, Tourmaline. Bray is very remorse, like pulled back now because now there's nothing to kill. Yeah, and you guys. Doesn't like it. Yeah. Um, I guess I should be glad I got early initiative because you guys fucking nailed those wolves to the floor with these damage rolls. My goodness. Uh, founded by Kalashite settlers who appreciated beauty, Tourmaline is wait- widely regarded as the most picturesque town in Icewind Dale, spreading out from the shore of Mare Dwalden and bordered on the north and west by tall pines. Its buildings incorporate carvings of wizards, homunculi, tigers, and smiling djinn. For most visitors, the enchantment of the town is dispelled as soon as they feel the icy claws and teeth of the cold wind sweeping down from the north, shearing through their layers of clothing. Tourmaline was built in the path of this dreadful gale, which continues well past the town to Harry Fishers on the southern half of the lake. In addition to Fishers, Tourmaline is home to miners who harvest gemstones from a cavern complex set into a low hill north and east of the town. Which, again, I need to turn off. Yeah. Lighting, I don't know why that was on. And being in, like, the, the more mountainous-type areas, you'll literally see, like, Frey kind of relaxing a tad bit because it's closer to home. This is true. Yeah, you're, you're probably not, familiar. Not much, but... Yeah. <laughs> Only what is not that far. Yeah. But you, like, notice her taking, like, deep breaths of the pine trees and stuff. Yeah. Um... And there's no walls here. You just kind of walk in. There's not really much in the way of guards or anything. You're feeling this is obviously a much smaller town. Um, it's kind of hard to judge by some of the maps on the population size, but those first two towns you were in were generally some of the bigger towns in 10 towns. And now we're getting to more just like villages, just kind of a bunch of people on the frontier. Um, and it doesn't take long before you're in town when um, Speaker Maschew himself actually... Uh, comes up to all of you. His picture up again, but he was the uh, the young half orc. Ah, uh, the one who had the hots for Celeste. And he uh, thanks you all for coming. Let's see, there he is. And notices that some of you might be injured, and says, "Oh, I hope the road wasn't uh, too dangerous." You're not common for people to be attacked by talking wolves on your road. Huh. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Uh, wolves in general. Very hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, wolves. Uh, I suppose we do have them around here, but usually they stay away from people, especially groups. Hmm. Well, then they might told see. us to tell Ravinson. Rat Ravison. <laughs> Ravison. <laughs> Ravison oh. astute. I, I, I'm sorry. Is that one all right? <laughs> if it was a if it was a bad if it was a bad journey, maybe you all need a a, a short rest. <laughs> I wouldn't turn it down, sir. Does that name mean anything to you? The name that or any of the names that my companion has been <laughs> spouting? I, I I could look into it, I suppose, but uh, no, I, I'm not sure. 
But if I, anyone I, does, no. I admit I, I don't very... know everyone in town. I, I don't believe it's someone in your town. Oh. Unless your town is cohorting with talking wolves. Oh, now, it, why do you believe that? Is this some, is this some kind of wow, joke? Raven. <laughs> Are you having a go at me, sir? We're not what? having a go at you. I am being sincere. I am pouring my heart out. <laughs> Last time you did that, you killed a wolf in one hit. <laughs> Slow it right to the heart. I think we have a traitor in our midst. <laughs> Valorvin knows more than he's letting on about this Ravenson. <laughs> what? Valraven and Ravenson. Two. Oh, dear. He takes out a little whiteboard. Valraven? He's got a line <laughs> There's just traitor written across your face. <laughs> I'm not accusing anyone. <laughs> the clues are all there. Um. After you we can talk all... about this in private later. <laughs> yeah. Then believe. Very well. <laughs> so thank. I will happily explain myself. Thank you all for coming. As I mentioned. Before, during the meeting, the, the kobolds showed up in our mine a few days ago, according to the miners who fled. But uh, they refused to go back to work. Were any of your miners hurt or killed by these kobolds? Uh, no, I, I don't believe so. They were. Uh, the miners all mentioned the fact that they were brandishing weapons and yelling at them, but uh, no. Hmm, interesting. But they, of course, won't go back because of the presence of the kobolds alone. That's right. I mean, you know, sometimes we'll have uh, some kobolds come to town and they'll they'll trade, or maybe even work some, you know, uh, job that nobody else wants to do, and uh, they'll you know, get paid or get their trade done and, and, and then they'll leave. We've never had them try to take over a mine before. Yes. Quite unusual. Like talking wolves, you might say. I, yes, I suppose I, that would be unusual as well. I'm sorry, are you alright? <laughs> he hit his head very hard. Yeah. He does look very nasty, I must say. Yes. Opportunity to sit down would be most welcome, by the way. Yes, and... of course, of course. And he kind of leads you over to uh, uh, the inn here in the town. Which is the east side. East side? Uh, yes, uh, I, I would, uh, please, uh, if you could... Get to it as soon as possible. Perhaps just a short rest, and then... It, it's been a pressing concern. The whole town is it, it's a bit of a standstill without the mine. Yes, well. We've had a bit of a journey, but I believe you give us an hour to recuperate ourselves, and we will be off to your mine. How far away is this, is this mine from here? 
Oh, it's just, uh, about, uh, maybe, uh, less than an hour up, up, up the road. I'm trying to figure out how many, how long that is in miles, but right. we'll do it in time instead. Very good. Maybe 45 minute walk. It's, it's, it's too close to the town. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, can we short rest? Yes, yes, you all can okay. get a short rest. <laughs> I will take begin, a hit, guys. Begin short rest now. <laughs> As oh, he God. stares at you. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he, can, he can... If you all have just already accepted everything and you kind of accepted the quest before, he will yeah. lead you all to it. Um, uh, well, before or unless you leaves, have something... Yeah, if you have something uh, you want to say. Before he leaves, Val Robin will pull him aside just very, very quickly as he's leaving. He'll pull him aside and say, uh, I'm sure this is no... Surprise to you, but uh, Speaker Max Max Hildenar, mm-hmm. is that Max, Max Hildenar? Um, he is no friend of yours, and I would not, if I were in your shoes, underestimate his cunning or the depths to which he will sink to see you fail. His uh, eyes shoot up. It says, uh, "Oh, well, I mean, yeah, he he, he kind of seemed like a jerk, but I didn't." You think he's behind this? Oh, no, dear. Of course not, but... Perhaps just keep your eyes open. I... He is no friend of yours. Yes, okay. Thank you. Uh, I will... Robin will also be doing his... Once, once he returns... He will... He'll sit down and be like... Let me, um, while we, <laughs> while we have some time, let me, uh, practice the story of the talking wolves on the road to you all, which is probably intensely boring to all of you because you, you just, you just experienced it firsthand. Only, only one extra hit die for me. In, in <laughs> it, was, it was that boring. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, from, from the crowd, uh, Thimbleweed will, uh, jeer at him. And explain how you're not a traitor to our party. <laughs> Orovin will spend the rest of the time, after he tells the story of the wolves, uh, explaining that some people have names that are kind of similar, but that does not necessarily <laughs> mean they are the same person. What? Yes. In fact, my name has a comma in it. No, it doesn't. Uh... <laughs> Aha! Val. You can't Robin. lie your way out of this <laughs> I was, one. I was, I was looking at the chat and somebody put a comma. Anyway. <laughs> I've been on you since the very beginning. Everybody in the chat's not going to spell your name with a fucking comma. Uh, I hope you appreciate that. It's not even a comma that. either. It's the, it's the other one. The other, the, uh, <laughs> it is uh, a note. There you go. It's the, it's the ceiling comma. The stalag, <laughs> the stalag comma. <laughs> the hangs from the sky. That's right. Yeah, after... Valren. Valren. No, it's Val Raven. <laughs> you have to yeah, pause between now. <laughs> After 
Raven. Does your name really have an apostrophe? I never fucking noticed no, that. I didn't know that either. Somebody in the chat uh, combine the two names whenever Thimbleweed was making those jokes. You just ran and, with it. And I ran. I, I like it. I got confused. <laughs> Updates his name in the book. I like that. Yeah. It's a comma now. Nick, Nick, it's all your fault. You, you, ty- you typed Val Robinson and he was putting an apostrophe between the two names and I, I got confused. Can't even spell his own name. So, yeah, after uh, Val Raven explains grammar and naming and words for over an hour, Thimbleweed eventually gets it. <laughs> it's a montage. A terrible, terrible uh, montage. I'm like opening my book, playing to words. You feel less rested. <laughs> Take psychic damage. One one point of exhaustion for you. Yeah. <laughs> After that scintillating conversation, uh, you all can head off to the gem mine. Uh, oh, it does say that. The characters follow a trail from Tourmaline and can be there in 30 minutes. I was close. Yeah, you were close. Yeah. There you go. Um, the entrance to the gem mine is an open tunnel in a hillside. Empty carts are parked near the entrance, next to which a crudely wooden sign has been propped up. Written on the sign in charcoal are the words, Kobolds only, in common. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Start that description again. We, we, we got to the, the entrance of the mine and there's a sign? Yes. Okay. Entrance to the gem mine is an open tunnel in a hillside. Empty carts are parked near the entrance where a crude wooden sign has been propped up and written on the sign in charcoal are the words kobolds only in common. Oh, okay. My friends, might I suggest that unless violence is done upon us, we might refrain from violence in the meantime. Perhaps... This certainly does not look good for these kobolds, but no one has been hurt thus far. And perhaps we might uh, resolve the situation without anyone getting hurt. He's, you... kind of, he's kind of staring at Frey as he says that. <laughs> <laughs> Frey, don't kill anyone yet. Um, Evan puts his hand on your shoulders. I, then how about you be a good lad and you go in first and explain that to the kobolds. I've seen quite a many diplomatic missions, so perhaps I can handle that. Yeah, so... Varan uh, is sweating, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you would please give me a marching order, as well as uh, when you descend, when you start to descend this, this mined sh- tunnel, stairs going down, like, you know, kind of that wooden beams like built into the rock, um, it's completely dark. And some of you don't have dark vision. So, explain to me how you want to handle, uh, I guess, the order in which you want to go, and then if you want to use any kind of light sources. How do you want to handle that? I mean, I guess, I guess I'll go first. <laughs> I'm kind of put him on the spot. <laughs> um, I can go first. It's fine. Can I um, touch a tiny non-magical object? Oh, that's... Terrible. Um, well, um, I touch a tiny non-magical object. It's gonna make a crude joke about Val Robin, but um, 
I'll pick up a pebble instead. <laughs> Ballroom. Uh, Ballroom. And uh, use the first one. Bright light in five feet and dim light for five more feet. Okay. Right. Curse, um, and uh, transmutes this stone to a glowing stone. Okay. So it's a ten foot light, five bright and five um, dim. No, no uh, wait, what? Five foot radius. So yeah, ten foot across. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I have um. Who here has dark vision? Who can see? I can. You can see. I believe the bard, the half orc, and the gnome have dark vision. Oh, okay. So just two of us then. Yeah. So I'll tinker two. I have uh, up to four tinkers. So I'll do two of them. Huh. And uh, keep one and give one to the other person whoever needs it. Uh, Frey would be the other one. Here. Frey, hold this. And I know you want to, uh, you know, go and kill everything, but uh, let's see how Varavan handles this diplomatically. And then once they kill him, then you can kill everything behind it. Let's see if this works. Okay. So you give one of those stones. You guys are now emitting light from your rocks. That everybody can then see. Although it doesn't, I mean, 10 feet, you know, is. Yeah. I was not going to give you a huge amount of room, but it does let you see a little bit. You actually have a cool effect in here. All right, so what's the, uh, what's going to be the marching order that you said? Thimbleweed was first? Yeah, I'll go right behind him, just okay. uh, very, very close. About third. I guess race fourth. Celeste will probably always be last. Celeste. <laughs> mm. Plus is un uncomfortable with that. Wanna be in the middle? Yeah. <laughs> I'll go last. It's fine. You all just like Josh for <laughs> Okay. Um you descend down rough hewn steps for about sixty feet until the tunnel widens into a cavern. The floor is covered with rock dust and tracks. Racks holding picks and hammers are nailed to the walls. Welcome to the mine. Ooh. So some of you can see uh, further than others. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'll say, All right. There seems to be something up ahead, and it looks not alive. So, Thimbleweed, uh, with your dark vision, you can make out um, what appears to be a giant uh, rodent, and it does appear to be dead. It's just a bloodied corpse. You see uh, paths um, of this initial room that you're in go in three different directions with the uh, rodent corpse down the central path. I'll relay all that information. Celeste tries to turn and push her way back out. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So your fear of caves is greater than your need to clean dead rats. 
an excellent point. And she's gonna stay and try to get to the rat to, to clean it. All right. I'll go uh, investigate the rat then. Okay. Um, what's everybody's passive perceptions, by the way? Just so I know. Um, twelve. I have ten. Hmm. But I do have danger oh. sense. I have 14. an uncanny sense of when things nearby aren't as they should be. <laughs> That's very vague. <laughs> Can you post that in the roll twenty? Um, Thimbleweed. All right, hang on. Y'all are moving too much. Things right should be giving you an edge when you dodge away from danger. Advantage on deck saving those against aspects you can see, such as traps and spells. Can be blinded, definitely. Okay. Okay. Um, Thimbleweed. Sorry, I'm going to back you guys up just a second. Uh, Thimbleweed, as you walk down towards the giant, uh, what looks like a giant rat corpse, uh, you see around it, like, what look like shards of, like, just blades and knives and almost like like somebody just dumped over a a cart of like just miscellaneous metal objects that that look like they would just not feel great if they you know you bathed in them or something and they're just kind of strewn all about and then this giant rat corpse is just sitting in the middle of them and then as you walk forward to check that out um Uh, a seemingly, you, you kind of step over what looks like a seemingly random gray cloth on the ground, which suddenly gives way uh, beneath your weight, sending you tumbling down into a ten-foot pit filled with a variety of sharp rocks and pickaxes. I'm gonna oh, no. need, I'm gonna need a dexterity save. Danger! Danger, indeed. <laughs> If that rolls correctly. Ooh, that is some damage. Ouch! So you failed the save, so you actually take the full uh, 10 foot fall damage, and then very, you fall on just about all of the blades down there. It hurts! <laughs> you just, you see Thimbleweed jumping forward and just zoop, just falls down. You're like a crashing sound. And you are currently in a 10-foot pit. Now, you look up, and you just see it's just it's just nasty. Like, somebody just literally darped, dumped a cart over of just metal, like, shavings and, and just random... You know, it wasn't like sharpened stakes or anything. It was just a bunch of... Just a pit full of sharpened objects. Um, and it doesn't look like it would be anything to just scramble back out. Even though, you know, 10 feet for a gnome is not fun. Okay. But this is not wow. like a sheer <laughs> clear. Just like somebody crudely dug this out. Um, I'm going to uh, regenerate some of that health, though. Okay. Is that a potion? Or a spell? Like uh, that. He is in a 10-foot pit, so you're not sure what's happening. Celeste, you might be looking over with some concern. Help! I'm in a pit. <laughs> My own despair. 
Celeste, uh, uh, yeah, Celeste, give me a uh, perception check. All right, you're you have no idea what's going on in that pit until he calls for you and you look down <laughs> and see poor Thimbleweed down there. Uh, uh, somebody, uh, Edmund, um, uh, Frey, there's uh, he needs your help. Oh, what? He said it was a dead rat. Did it come back alive or something? I will walk under Celeste's legs and just like drop a rope down for Thimbleweed to climb up. <laughs> She's literally Thank like you. just basically standing underneath Celeste at this point. Yeah, that does not require a, a check or anything. You can just scramble right up that rope. I did start the okay. MVPC poll, folks. Please vote. Who is our session's MVPC? But yeah, that was, that was pretty much almost on my health. <laughs> yeah, he does not look good when he climbs out of that pit. It's. Right. Uh, there's a pathway over here, guys. Yeah, there's three of them. There's one to the south, one yes. to the east, and another one to the south. Yeah, then we went um, down the central one, and then... <laughs> on the central one, how big is that uh, pit now? Like, uh, across? Um, it, it seems to cover most of that area, but you think, especially with your size, now that you see the pit, you can kind of skirt around it. It was not... And you can instantly see, this was not like a professionally, like, sheer, you know, room-to-room. -room. This was a very hastily dug pit to just kind of grab the you know central area so you feel like you could skirt around it now that you know it's there okay maybe we could skirt around it good show let's do that all right um i'll, I'll continue forward by okay. skirting around the pit Yep, uh, Edmund and Vara, I mean, you guys are all free to uh, explore your various yeah I'll caverns as well. Very, very tentatively, step forward down the southern path. Okay, Varovin's still convinced that even after that pit, he's still convinced that that maybe we'll meet the Kobolds on diplomatic grounds and be able to talk our way out of this. Easy for you to say. You didn't fall in the pit. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> is what I would say. <laughs> well, Varovin would be dead if he fell in that pit, but. <laughs> leave you in that pit okay you can go down that left path uh thimbleweed as you go further closer to the uh rat body you see that the ground is indeed kind of a similar situation where it just looks like almost like something exploded and uh just spewed what looks like just shrapnel everywhere oh uh okay can uh, in that case, kind of search to see if it's safe to travel across. Absolutely. Um, give me a uh, perception check as you kind of search around for any active uh, threats. It seems pretty clear to you. <laughs> Great. All right. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll continue forward. Boy, we have a very contentious poll right now. We need more votes. <laughs> oh, it's getting competitive. Okay, um, 
Edmund, did you want to go down your side, or are you just waiting for everybody else? And Frey, what do you all want to do? No, I'm uh, going to go to the right. Okay. Hmm. I'll follow Thimbleweed. Got the, a shorty's got to stick together. <laughs> Edmund, as you go down that right cavern, you can see um, uh, gems... Uh, glittering in a ridge. Uh, there's a rocky ridge that separates the uh, kind of eastern half of the room to the western half, uh, with picks and shovels leaning against the walls, and you see kind of small gem deposits uh, in the ridge and wall of the cave, gleaming. Like, like they're loose, or you mean they need to be picked out? Or what no, you- yeah, they're embedded in the wall. Like that's where they were, you know, getting out uh, gems. I pull out a few of them, but I don't try too hard. Uh, I mean, you you could try to, but you you realize it would not be a hand a hand job. This would be a pickaxe job. <laughs> you hit and pause; it wouldn't have registered. Yeah, probably not. Uh, I'm not gonna pick up a pickaxe, but okay. yeah, something's glued to my hand. You know, just curious. Yeah, that's uh, what you see in there. Uh, you do see that the path continues around uh, the corner. I don't know if you want me to move your token or not. You're, but uh, I mean, he is holding a baby. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can do that for you if you wish. But oh, sorry, is this a fork? What happened here? Yeah, that's what. So that's the ridge, um, right here is where you see the gems, and then you see the path continue along towards the south. Okay, so it doesn't go north then. Correct. Okay. Cool. Yep. Keep on going around. All right, you make it about uh, halfway into the room. Um, before uh, you hear a hissing sound and look down and see a black canister that now just starts billowing out a sickly yellow gas and within moments begins to fill this room, which nobody else came with you, so it's only you that needs to give me a con saving throw. I can do about this, right? That's that's what you can do. <laughs> you can roll a very fine con save. Uh, you basically hold your breath very, very well. He pulled his coat up against his face. There right? you go. After a few moments, it disappears. The rest of you kind of see that. As, you know, well, actually, you don't. You're around the corner. Um, but this gas doesn't linger. It kind of filters off through uh, the various caves. And once it does, it kind of leaves that area. I'd like to investigate this black canister. Okay. Give me an investigation check. See where it was made. Uh, is it German technology? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Made with German engineering. But German Swiss mind. scientists. <laughs> uh, you, it looks very crude um, and, and pretty simplistic from what you would consider to be an invention. Uh, it's pretty much just designed to yeah, trigger whenever somebody got close. Um, Valravin, from your point of view... It stopped as soon as I got where I'm at and saw what I saw. Sure, yeah. Um, you have not run into any, uh, issues from what you can see in terms of traps, but, uh, your path seems to end in a, uh, kind of a, a, a ridge. So you're up, uh, you're up above this other room that you're looking down into, which you can see benches and tables set up as workspaces, uh, presumably where miners would clean gemstones. 
There's just gravel and pebbles strewn on the ground, some hammers and picks, like pieces of a broken lantern. And then you see a group of, a rather sizable group of large rodents uh, seem to be noisily picking at a dead body on the ground. Veron will make that make that corner and yeah. just freeze and try to just t- step backwards as quietly as possible. Okay. If you're not advancing, then they they have not seen you, and you're not trying to like get any okay. closer. So there's no stealth check required there. But you you that's and what you I'm saw. I'm going to back the fuck out of that hallway. <laughs> that's um when he meets back up with uh Frey. Uh, that other hallway is filled with. Rodents of unusual size. <laughs> Don't use your diplomacy. I didn't oh, use I, your diplomacy. <laughs> Where's your diplomacy now? <laughs> I'm afraid I don't speak rodent, my dear Frey. Let's go kill some things. There are three large rodents if you wish to, uh... Cut some living things down to size. I do. Uh, I'm step back and just <laughs> sort of motion to her, like, <laughs> go at it. And then, um, Celeste and Thimbleweed, you all see, so the... The path continues to the, uh, north and then to the east... From your vantage point, and then to the south, which is where you see that dead rat and the kind of shrapnel everywhere. As far as you're aware, the coast is clear. Okay, I'll I'll step forward. Okay, when you step forward. <sighs> Nothing happens. You gingerly, you okay. you gin, you have to kind of. It's difficult terrain here because you are looking down and making sure you're not like stepping on sharp blades and shit. I'm sure you're all wearing boots, but still, uh, you would imagine if you were to be knocked prone, it would not feel very good here. But uh, yeah, it is uh, no immediate danger. However, you round a corner and you see basically the same room I just described to. Uh, Varavan, which is the benches. It looks like a processing room that you would take the you know gems and kind of clean them, clean the stones. And you see a bunch of these uh, live giant rats uh, seem to be kind of picking at what appears to be a dead body. Oh no, there are rats up ahead! <laughs> I yell. <laughs> you yell that? <laughs> um... I- can I toss my little stone out in front of me so I can see better whenever sure. I find the entrance to the room? Uh, yes, you have, uh, I, yeah, because you can only see 10 feet. Okay, you have to get all the way up to the edge of the ridge before you finally see <laughs> uh, what's going on. And you are holding this, which thankfully you are up ahead. Um, but yes, you can throw that stone down. And, and then at the same moment, Thimbleweed uh, yells out uh, that there are rats up ahead. And I believe... <laughs> yes, we see them. And I believe that is where we are going to end our session for uh, tonight. We have a three-way tie for our MVPC poll. Uh, between And there were quite a few votes, so it was an impressive tie. Valravan, wow. Celeste, and Thimbleweed 
all get to roll on the MVPC. Wow. Uh, so that's table. That's chat. If you really want to break the system and help your players out, that's yes. how you do it. Get the ties. You tie I up, think you tie up I the think that happened because at week. one point I wasn't paying, you know, minute to minute, but it was like two of them, and then I think somebody like yeah tried to do that. I was like, let's make sure everybody gets the good stuff. <laughs> uh, so the three of you can go ahead and roll for your. Uh, which one is that? How do we do that again? I uh, forgot. How do you do that again? Oh, I see. So you go to the macro and then go to MVPC poll. If you put oh, check marks where it says in bar, it'll drop them below I everyone's the names. I pressed the wrong thing. Well, yeah. Potion of healing. All of you got different things. That's, That's exciting. exciting. Yeah. Oh, wait. Celeste, you rolled twice for some reason. I, I rolled the wrong thing. Oh, you rolled the. Okay, I got the you. first time. Yeah, the reward. Okay. Yeah. All right, so yeah, so Celeste gets a potion of healing. Uh, Ball Robin, yeah, you already rolled your gemstone, your 10 GP gemstone obsidian. And then Thimbleweed, there should be another one for spell scrolls. Another uh, table to roll. So I could put that on the bar, couldn't I? Arm person. There we go. I'm person spell scroll. Right. A, yeah, a spell scroll charm person. And remember, we have different house rules for casting spell scrolls. So that's kind of why I put that in there. It can kind of anybody, it, it basically opens up spells to where more people can cast more spells. It just is more okay. tied to your skills rather than um, what spells you can normally cast. Nice. In the, where is my outro? There we go. All right. So uh, that is our session of Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Thank you to Chris, Heather, Rochelle, Raymond, and Reese for playing. And thank you to our wonderful fans for watching. And thank you to the amazing patrons. Shoutouts to my platinum patrons. Joe, Will, Tiny Dancer, Manuel, Wizard, Princess, Christopher, Star, Loverly, Thomas, Ian, Captain Mike, Adam, Goblin Works, Aiden, and Instant Lose. And gold patrons, RPG Paper Crafts, Charming Grenade, Pretty Boy, and Yuma, Marco Stade, Vicente, Gilberto, Dead Lizard, Lion, Sam, Ross, Lumpy Spuds, Jerome, Fatboy, Six One Nine, Glenny, Nick, Farney, Mc, Butterplants, Blood, Angel, Baronis, The Fireworks Factory, Baboon, Baboon, Sean, A.K. Cert, Tubi, Nathan, and Fast Like a Tortoise. We are live streaming our D&D adventures every week, and we will see you all next time. Like closer uh, to the right time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you all in Frostside Chat as well. In a few moments.